0: We go to work and when we're up we whine about our day We sip our cares away And you can do the same Cause you're in a safe place when you're whining with nurses Hi Hi hello Hi, 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 hi. hi, 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 hi. <laughs>
1: Welcome to Whining with with Nurses Nurses. I'm Kat I'm Sarah
2: And I'm Jen And Jen's baby And my baby, Jacks, decided to speak up Just now
0: Such an angel
2: You guys didn't (laughs) let me talk
0: at all the last time I was
2: here And now I I want to make my presence known It's okay, I'll snuggle him (laughs) I'm going to set this down for a second
1: Go for it so, how have you guys been? Have you? I saw Sarah recently.
0: Mm-hmm. How have you been? Anything exciting since uh, last weekend? No, but I think we should talk. We I meant to mention that event on our previous podcast, and I totally forgot, which sucks. But we went to this laugh cellar event, comedy hops out at Mare Island, and you and I volunteered to like yeah. get people seated and everything. And there were lots of good comedians, and oh, Jack. <laughs> I've actually been listening to these like mom podcasts lately.
1: <laughs> I'm so don't laugh at me guys. And they're whole they have their kids on it the whole time, like talking and she they're like she's like breastfeeding on the podcast and there's like several podcasts and the kids are crying all stuff. I was like, this is real life folks. I love it. <laughs> anyway, so fun, all like Well, now that
0: didn't take much. He just wanted mommy, yeah. yeah. A he snuggle. did eat before Aww. we got here,
1: so I was
2: like hoping he would.
1: He's just, you know, just fall asleep. <laughs> Oh, so cute,
2: he just wants to eat all the time. Growing boy, yep, growing boy. He he's know? going through the leaps for 15 weeks today, so yeah, almost four months. Happy birthday, wow. yeah. Happy 15 weeks to you, boo. <laughs> yep, he's a growing boy, that's for
0: sure. Lots of adventures. <laughs>
1: I'm just going to stare at him the whole podcast. Yeah. I know. Hi, if you get so sick sweet. of,
0: uh, you know, holding him with that arm, yeah. you can just pass him down the line. I will.
2: Yeah. He'll probably get tired of me. <laughs> it's um, like nap time. Anything yeah. exciting
1: with you since Saturday? I don't think... So. <laughs> I like can't remember. My today's <laughs> been crazy. It felt like really long at work. And it's only Tuesday. And it's only Tuesday. Thankfully I tomorrow off.
0: Yay. So I get
1: like a little random break.
0: Oh yeah. When you said that earlier, I was thinking tomorrow's Friday. What do you have tomorrow <laughs> off for? <laughs> I'm getting my eyebrows microbladed. Oh, you just take the day off yeah, just so for I, a personal day. Yeah, because
1: I have like I work like four days on and then the next week five days on and then four days oh, and five days. So I can like bad. rotate any day I have off if, if, if as long as I get someone to cover. Yeah. So I just took like, I made this appointment like five months ago. This person books out really far, um, so I just switched my Friday. So I work this Friday and I just have today tomorrow off, so I can enjoy my wine tonight. Yay! Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Speaking of that, who brought this one? I did. Um, this is a Carol Shelton wine. This is one of the wine clubs Ryan and I joined recently. It's a 2017 Coquille Blanc from Paso, Ro- Paso Robles. Listen, is that how you say it? Paso, Paso, Robles, Paso, Paso, Robles. Paso Robles? That's what That's I really thought, but I've heard other people say Paso Robles, and I'm like, was I saying it wrong? <laughs> was I being no. fancy by saying Robles? No. It's like jalapeno. You're, you're People <sighs> say that
1: wrong and that's not how you say it. They say what? It's jalapeno. Jalapenos. Yeah, <laughs> jalapeno gosh,
0: Quesadillas.
1: Let's not get Quesadillas. <laughs>
0: Um, they're, they're not a, from California. <laughs> exactly. This is, um, I think this is the one that, yeah, it's a Rhone style white, which isn't super common. So it says the seductive That's what I was thinking blend. when you said Rhone. I was like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've had a, just a few Rhone style whites and this is one of them. So it says it was uh, modeled after the intriguing wines of the Rhone Valley in which Grenache Blanc contributes steely, mineral crispness. uh Crisp, crisp. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Roussan and Marsan, uh, those are my cousins, add a round peachy <laughs> almond character. And Vignet brings out a hint of honeysuckle. Ooh. Okay, we'll, we'll see if we see. get that honeysuckle. I'm gonna...
1: That sounds bomb. I love I honeysuckle. I like the smell of it. I think that's the plant <laughs> uh, that I have. Curling around. Oh yeah, the front those smells good. Oh, it smells yeah. so good. I
2: don't know. Like, let's I'm listen
1: like, to you pour it. So excited for
2: the white wines. You know, the summer wines. Even though the weather's mm-hmm. been kind of crappy. Yeah. <laughs> do you prefer whites over reds? I used to always do reds, but now I love whites. You can just like sip on them. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little more casual. Yeah, it's not as heavy. Yeah, I, not as heavy.
1: But that's probably why I like Pinot Noir so much because it's not as heavy as red. Mm-hmm. I've done. I've definitely, um, kind of. Geared towards white wine more lately. Thank you. I think I was getting yeah. really like bad headaches, and the red wine oh, was yeah, just yeah. pretty heavy. I so you saying that, yeah, it seems yeah. fine lately. I've been <clears throat> better about it. This wine looks very yellow. It looks <laughs> like
0: honeysuckle. You know how the honeysuckles yeah. have a white and a yellow flower? Mm-hmm. It that, looks like a mix between the two. Well, it looks kind of like oaky? You know, like what an oak? Mm.
2: Wine oh, like would it's look like. thick yeah. or something mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, and it kind of smells like. It was in an oak, you know, just like maybe an oak barrel compared to... Um, Ooh, that's really sweet. Oh, is it sweet?
1: Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a honeysuckle. Or, tastes like that. Pretty sweet. Oh,
0: yeah. See, I'm not thinking it's too sweet. No? I mean, there's a little bit of sweetness, but I'm getting more of a crisp. At first, like green apple. Oh, yeah. It's um, like an
1: apple. It's like a sweet green apple. That's what's like a- that's coming to my mind. Honey. <laughs> <laughs> <Funny. laughs> seems like it doesn't work, but...
0: It's oh, working yeah. in my
1: mind. Mm-hmm. He's like, give me some wine, mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: Not fair. Not fair. <laughs> um, I have a wine of the month club. Mm-hmm. It's about me. Um, <laughs> do you ever get in those situations where you look back and you just wish that you would have handled it differently? Yes. and This yeah. happened um, recently, and I just... It was about advocating for my patient, not to you know another healthcare provider, but in, to their family members. I had a patient recently whose family members were treating her kind of badly. So she had a broken bone and then also a bunch of other things going on um, cardiac-wise and respiratory-wise. Mm-hmm. And so um, one of the things that she was dealing with was pain from her broken bone. So she had a bunch of pain medications prescribed and her family kept trying to talk her out of taking them and I was just like, wow, if this was my family, I would sass back to them immediately. And she just kind of took it, you know? Yeah. And then I waited to see what her decision would be. And she was kind of waiting until they would leave the room and then ask me, oh, can I get that dilated two milligrams? And she legit needed some dilated two milligrams. You know, she had a freaking broken bone. Right. Anyway, so... Um, I just wish that I would have said something to her family in the moment. Like, hey, she's, you know, capable of answering my questions. Maybe we can let her decide, you know, because I would ask her, "What you know, what's your pain level? And then, you know, do you want some pain medication? And then which one's been working for you? And she would start to answer me and they would interrupt her. Oh, no, 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 you don't want that. You, you try not to take two milligrams of Dilaudid. Let's try and just take one milligram. And I'm just thinking, mm. how would you know? You're not sitting there with a broken bone.
2: Yeah, I totally, I've seen that a lot, Mm -hmm. actually, with my patients and families getting involved. And that's one reason I like night shift. (laughs) Less families, all the cooks in the kitchen, you know, it's like, okay. Yeah. Like, you know, or they just talk over you and they give their opinions to you and Mm -hmm. they... They wanna know all these things. And a lot of times, the, yeah, the patient themselves is like, oh no, it's okay. Like, you know, and these people come and demand answers like at the nursing station. And right, it's like, we don't know, like we're not the doctor and they're not here at 10 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. So I'm sorry. And I don't know what time they're
0: coming. Mm-hmm. But yes, those families
2: can be overbearing like that.
0: Yeah. And I just, I really wish I would have advocated for my patient in that moment. And I thought about it later. I was like, oh, I should have said this, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Anyway. That's hard. It's always hard because you can't really change
1: what happened, but you can learn from it. And now that you're thinking back on it, you can say, hey, next time, if that happens, I am going to speak up. Mm -hmm. And even though you might've done that normally, you just didn't think of it, but now it might bring it more to your
0: attention at least for like a little while. Yeah. I don't know when I became so docile. I used to sass everyone (laughs) without a filter. So I think I need to bring a little bit of that back. Maybe (laughs) it was when you took your break. From what? the hospital. Maybe it was when you took your break from the hospital. <laughs> Maybe no, It's so. like,
2: you got to get that sass back.
0: I learned you know how, how to communicate come. with people you know that you see every day. It's a little bit different. You can't just be rude. <laughs> Give yeah. it a year. Then <laughs> you'll be that jaded nurse again.
1: <laughs> I uh, was in such a mood today. I don't know why. I have no idea. I'm usually really nice to everybody, really nice to patients. I'm really positive on the phone, unless they're being assholes, mm-hmm. you know. <laughs> yes. If they're not being nice to me, you know. But um, I'm usually pretty good at that. And, man, all today, I was just—I mean, someone—we had, like, two patients call, especially this morning. And I was a little stressed out because I was—you know, I, I had a coworker call it sick, so I was covering for her and just— I don't know why I was so stressed. There was like nothing to really cause it. I just was from the moment I woke up, I was happy, but in a mood. Mm -hmm. And so all day (laughs) talking to people and like one lady kept calling and she's really bad. And she even said this at describing like what uh, her symptoms are. So she goes, I'm feeling, I'm just feeling like it's, you know, it's like this pain. Okay, where is it? Or does it hurt if you push on it? She's like, you know, it's this pain and I get dizzy. I'm like, okay, I just asked you if it hurts. When you push on it, can you answer me so I can help, like figure out what we need to do? And I was like that talking to people. I'm like, I am never like that. I don't know. Answer my question. Answer my question. Oh, yeah. My gosh. And they're like again. I'm like, okay, you know, can can you can you let me finish so that I can figure out what what the plan is? And they're like, oh, sorry, you know. But I usually just let them talk, and I don't know. I just what I was just in a mood today, and one of the doctors too noticed it. Well, I said like, oh, I'm in a mood, and then later he comes in and he says wow, well, I can tell because in your message you were like, as I said below. below.
0: <laughs> That's ultimate passive aggressive. So yeah. Please refer to earlier message yep. as previously stated. Well, it's like I wrote it, <laughs> read it for, you know, and they'll
1: respond and you're like, okay, I already said that. I'm not dumb, you know, and then it comes in and says that and I was like, yeah, I kind of sent that and it was like to the big boss and I was like, man. And then I thought maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> but he came in and he's like, it's okay, I'll just get shit for it, but... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was I know, my day.
2: and it's hard when you're typing something too because it can come off very different.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it came off how I wanted it to. <laughs> but and,
2: uh, yeah, and on the phone anyway. too when you're dealing with people, then in person, mm-hmm. it can be hard.
1: Yeah, for to sure. To communicate.
2: I remember that one working where you guys, or where Sarah and I used to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where Cat works now.
1: It's hard. Yeah. We had like a this old patient too, have been dealing with for a while and you explain things over and over and over and he's just one of those people that don't quite get it and I feel bad for the guy but today I saw him in the office and instead of being really patient and kind with him which I was when he was like I mean what are we going to do? And how long is this going to happen? And all these pills. And I said, you know, I just don't have an answer for you. You know, I am, I'm I'm wow, like, Wow, that was is like, not you. I know. It's really, I'm like the sweetest nurse. And <laughs> it, I was just like, I don't know, you know? And I said, okay, so what do you want? What can I do for you? Because Ooh,
2: she's in a mood. I was <laughs> like in a
1: mood, but I felt happy all day. So I don't really know why I was in a mood. I was like stressed out in a mood, but happy at the same time. So you are maybe- probably happy because you were letting
0: all your feelings out.
1: <laughs> like- so maybe she is
0: pregnant just kidding you know I thought about that I was
1: like dude maybe I'm pregnant I'm acting all funny I've been sleeping great for two days and I'm tired all the time oh my god but I have an IUD and then I don't that's not possible and I hope not because I've been drinking alcohol (laughs) not a lot of it but like two drinks a day and I'm like maybe that would be great I would love to be pregnant yes I'm going to update everyone as we go through this journey because I okay. also think it's good to like record a type one pregnancy and struggles and mm-hmm. if there was a miscarriage or like if anything happened, being open about mm-hmm. what it's like because it's different than a normal pregnancy. I don't know how many people talk about it. So
2: No, that's good because yeah, I get the information out there because right. it is taboo anyway to talk about trying to get pregnant right. and miscarriages yeah. and sooner than 12 weeks yeah. 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 I was all about talking about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just
2: kind of, <laughs> but yeah, a lot of people are uncomfortable with it, I guess, but I think it needs, you know, mm-hmm. more exposure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I agree with you guys. I think talking about all of our stuff in general is good, including stuff that happens in the hospital and with patients. Mm-hmm. Not that we want to identify specific patients. Of course we don't, but like talking about things that happen with your bodies because it's going to happen things, mm-hmm. something's going to happen to everyone right. and if you just get it out there and listen we're and all going to go through it
1: right normalize it yeah
0: real situations yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: and it's hard i think it's just hard like emotionally i felt really bad for that patient i saw today cuz in the end he was like I don't enjoy eating anymore. I don't enjoy reading. I used to be an avid reader. Just nothing in life excites me. And I just feel like I'm living to wait to die. You know, like, not like he was saying he wanted to die, but just like. And Kat's response was, well, good luck with that.
2: (laughs) 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 It was one of those kind of
1: days. Well, well, that's when I got (laughs) a little softer and I was like, yeah, well, maybe you could try to, you know, I'm just trying to help the poor guy. But yeah. Yeah, uh, anyway. This isn't really what we came to talk on today. Sorry, we've diverged, but... but but That's okay. (laughs) It did lead into some... No, it can lead into... Yeah, we do whatever we want. (laughs) Whatever we want, especially today. (laughs)
2: No, I think it can lead into what the subject is today. (laughs) Which
1: is doctors as co-workers. Yeah,
2: so it can go with collaborating with those doctors and
1: vice versa.
0: Are you guys friends with any doctors? Uh... Not outside, well, yeah, Uh, one, outside of work, one. um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, one of my
2: best friends growing up is a doctor, but she doesn't live here anymore. So we, you know, just kind of joke, like, I'll be your nurse one day, you know? But, you know, it's like they go to school so long, Mm -hmm. especially when they fall into a specialty. And Mm -hmm. it's like, she just became, like, on her own, like, fully, like... Doctor, adulting, <laughs> doctor. Yeah, of all the specialties she wanted, and yeah, I so just it's think kinda it's crazy.
1: In- interesting. Sorry to interrupt you, but um, it's interesting that I don't know many people that are like nurses and doctors that are intermingling regularly. Mm-hmm. You're either friends with nurses or you're doctors and friends with doctors. And I don't see, at least that I've heard of. I don't know. You guys can share your experiences, but like many people that are, you know, they're they're all friends
0: and they're all hanging out. Like we do. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, I feel like here in this area and the doctors I've gotten to know, there's um, one, an age difference for between me and most of the doctors, which I don't care about, but I think some people do. Um, the doctor that I'm friends with outside of work is actually a good bit older than me, but we've, we're have overcoming that. <laughs> um, but when I, when I lived in Southern California, I felt like doctors and nurses were friends much more commonly because... The environment was different. One, it's like a more populated city. There's a lot of younger people and the hospital I was at was a teaching hospital. So doctors and nurses have a slightly different relationship in that setting where the doctors are learning from the nurses in a lot of instances and um, you're all kind of just coming up together. You know, there are a lot of new nurses and a lot of new doctors and everyone's exploring this new city. So... Yeah, A lot more intermingling. And that makes sense when there's interns involved because mm-hmm. they definitely learn from nurses. Yeah. <laughs>
1: hmm. And they
2: depend on that, I think.
1: I wonder if it's like, if intimidation plays a role in there, like nurses intimidated or doctors or whatever, I don't know why they'd be intimidated, but maybe just experience if you're a new doctor, but, um, or feeling superior, if all of that kind of goes into it
2: mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> or just, I don't know. It's just weird. It would be nice if we could all be friends more. Cause I think if you're friends with a doctor or with a nurse more commonly, uh, you learn what it's like to be a doctor and what it's like to be a nurse and all the things you go through, because when you're out just hanging out, you talk about it. And yeah, you know, like probably doctors aren't listening to this podcast, but they would maybe get more appreciation. If there was a doctor podcast, Meet if they were talking like this, we might,
0: mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's, there are doctor podcasts. Are there? Yeah. There's one I used to listen to called, uh, I think it was ER Cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really good because um, you would get the an ER doctor's perspective and just hear about different things that you might not... Consider you know how they make decisions about who stays, who goes home after you know someone comes in with chest pain, for example. Mm. Anyway, um, that my doctor friend listens to our podcast. Hi, you know who you are, I won't say your name. <laughs> <laughs> but this yeah. is your doctor friend that became your friend yeah. after after working, working with her. Yes. yes right. Um, mm-hmm. But and it's funny because there are other doctors that I've worked with that I've tried to befriend that are a little closer to my age, and it just never happens. And I always wondered how come you know is it because you're too busy? Is there some <laughs> weird line that you don't want to cross? You know, are there boundaries that like, um, yeah, they just don't yeah. want to cross? Or what's the what's the? I know up? I always wonder about that too. Yeah, hmm. but as a- coworkers, I think you know it was a different thing than. You know, being friends with them outside of work. um, I kind of had some thoughts about like when things work well, you know, with doctors and nurses as co-workers and when when things don't. And some of the things that I, you know, have in mind, I don't want to offend anyone. I just want to acknowledge, first of all, the sacrifice that doctors make to be doctors. You know, it's a lot of schooling and they give up a lot of their lives. And um, so I don't want anyone to ever feel put down by what I'm saying. But they're also people, mm-hmm. so they ain't perfect yeah. like mm-hmm. us. So, um, exactly. And they're, they're working 24-7.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, even when they're off or they're on vacation, they really they're always working. They're always responsible. You know, we can leave, and because we're kind of under their license, like, we can go home for the weekend and we're done. Mm-hmm. Whereas they have a patient load, so their responsibility
0: is much larger Someone's going to be on ways. call. Mm-hmm. Then they have to take hospital call. Yeah. And like you Depending on your OB was mm-hmm. going to be there, you know, no matter whatever what. time. Or that's why I feel
2: like he's never off. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> so it's even after school, the sacrifice yeah. just never ends, it seems like. I mean, like. I
2: think it does depend on what kind of doctor you are mm-hmm. because like our hospitalists, a lot of them don't have other jobs. You know, like that's just when they're on call, they're on call. Otherwise they don't see their own patients. But then we have other doctors that see their own patients in the hospital and whatnot, or some that rotate call. Like they do have their own patients in an office, but then occasionally they're on call for the hospital.
1: That's a good point. Because if you're a hospitalist and you don't have Mm -hmm. your own load, you're just kind of called in when you're needed and then you're not responsible afterward. That's different, I guess. But Mm -hmm. still it's like, I feel like kind of a selfish job. (laughs) Like you're always working all the time. Mm And you get a lot of money for it. And that's for good reason. you should. And you should. <laughs> and you should. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I'm
2: like, they earn, yeah, definitely their money. That's yeah. why
0: you make the big bucks. <laughs> but when they get bitchy
2: with me, that's when I'm like, okay, well, you're making a lot of money for what you're doing. That's so don't <laughs> give me shit when I had to call you over this urgent matter.
0: Yeah. Or like, you know, you're asking me to make this decision, but oh, you... Yeah. <sighs> I mean, okay. This is where I feel like, yeah, sometimes it works well because... some doctors value nursing knowledge and input and some don't as much. And I think there's, you know, some people are more old school or some people maybe it's just their attitude towards nurses or how they were trained in, you know, their schooling or I don't know what Mm -hmm. the the reason is. But, um, yeah, it's nice when doctors will collaborate with nurses and, you know, welcome input or suggestions and kind of come up with more of a team approach to, um, figuring out what the best way to care for the patient um you know sometimes they don't they don't welcome that and um you know or they'll 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 come at you with a response like well what do you want me to do and I'm like okay well I gave you my suggestion and you know but you're the one who's in charge you're the doctor and you've got all the schooling and you're making all the big bucks so I you know you go ahead and figure it out right right. (laughs) I know yeah
2: Oh I my mean, goodness! Or when yeah, if they get annoyed because you called for something that is pretty important and the, important to the patient and you are advocating for your patient, but then they you know give you crap about it because that's something that should be handled by the day shift or you know something like that. It's like, okay, well, you're make you know, you're the doctor right now, and so, this is an important matter so like
0: what, for example,
2: um, I don't know just what doctors hate on night shift especially are and I can understand it, like sleeping aids mm-hmm. and um you know, stool softeners or something. But if the patient's like having a bad (laughs) issue, you know, they don't know that they're supposed to ask the day shift about that issue. Or, you know, sometimes it's even more urgent things that doctors don't want to address. And they're like, oh, okay, ask the day shift about it. Because I'll have like lab values that come back abnormal, but they um, aren't, you know, the day shift. It's like almost 7 a.m. Mm-hmm. by the time I get the results, and the I page the on-call because that's what we have to do.
0: Oh, right! And and they're like, like if you get a critical result, yeah, a critical you lab, you have to.
2: Yeah, it's like what we have to
0: do. So, yeah. Should we time out for a minute? And we're back, and I've got the baby in my Yay. lap. She's got the Yay. rocking chair. Here you She's go. She's got the magic touch. <laughs> um. So you were oh, talking about how uh, when you have a critical lab right at shift change. Yeah, or like,
2: some other kind of. Urgent matter that comes up. A lot of times when it's close to shift change, the day shift or the night shift on call doctor is like, okay, day shift has to address this. And I feel bad because then that's something I have to pass on to the next nurse Mm -hmm. and it
0: becomes a whole thing. Because they're going to start their day super busy and then now they're going to have an extra thing to. Yeah. Yeah. But it seems like like that's how it always
2: goes down. Like I have the same thing happen to me on night shift sometimes, like day shift tried to you know they get it the opposite where the doctor doesn't even call them back Mm
1: -hmm. I have a question so when you said the stool softeners or sleeping aids Mm -hmm. do you think it's just because of the timing or it's because it's not like a critical thing that they're annoyed it's like I've experienced that okay I've experienced it's it's not a big deal and you're bothering me a high prestigious doctor that makes a lot of money with something like and I've I've seen yeah. doctors laugh about it too, and it's really irritating. I'm like, but we have to deal with this, and it's actually a legit thing. It's not life threatening, but mm-hmm. it's still your job, and we can't make we can't prescribe medication. So I, I can't know. say, you know.
0: It, but someone. I would like, if I
2: could, especially right. a stool softener. I mean right. Yeah. When you right. patient that can over take the counter. counter. Yeah.
0: And, and yeah, the patients ultimately also have to deal with it. And it's like, yeah, it seems not worth it to wake someone up on night shift. But if it's been the same thing happening for a couple of days, you know, it never got addressed on day shift and then it never got addressed on night shift. But that's their job. They should it be never awake. got addressed on day shift. And now you're exactly. like, I'm going to be the one to do something about this. I'm putting my foot down, you know, and then. And the yeah. thing is, those doctors aren't asleep. That's their job—is
2: to be there at the hospital physically. <laughs> and if they're sleeping, then they're not supposed to be. Or if they are, it's like a brief whatever. Yeah, so I think it They're depends. supposed to be working. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially the hospitalists and the trauma team. That's who you really don't want to bother. This is where I have the biggest problems with working with these doctors. I mean, they're very good doctors, but they're so busy, they're so stressed. You're not going to bug them unless you absolutely have to. Mm-hmm. So they, I've had times where they've been actually kind of rude mm-hmm. on the phone when I've had to page them about issues.
0: Mm. And that's such a bummer. I've had that happen too um, once. I was working in a hospital where the way that you figured out who was on call, there was something on the computer. It was really easy and the doctors were responsible for updating it. Um, so you almost never ended up calling the wrong doctor, you know? So one night, um, I had just gotten a patient and the patient was a diabetic and they didn't have anything ordered for their, you know, checking their blood glucose or giving them sliding scale and nothing. So, and they only were assigned to the cardiology team. They didn't have a hospitalist or anything. So it was only 1030 or something. And I called the cardiologist, the first person that was listed to call that the doctors are responsible for updating. And I got reamed out by this guy. He was so mad he was like, I can't believe you would call me over this. I'm not even the doctor on call, you know? And I was like, well, I thought you guys, you know, were the ones who were updating it. I just went by the first person on the list, you know? And, um, he ended up calling me an idiot oh. and then asked to talk to my charge nurse. And I was like, I'd love to have you talk to my charge nurse. And she just kind of, you know, listened to him and then explained. And then she, you know, she sided with me. She didn't, it's not like she stood up for me big time on the phone or anything, but she did say, oh, well, you know, doctor, you are supposed to update the list and it was your <laughs> name. And anyway, What a jerk. I know,
2: I hate it when they're jerks. I've had people be, doctors be jerks to me, but never like name call or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But
1: And I want to say also like, we're not trying to be mean to doctors and not all doctors are like this. Some are very nice and great doctors, but obviously we're, we're not going to talk about those. Oh, no, I have good stories, too. Yeah, no, I have good, good examples. Yes, of course. Uh, I'm kidding. Oh, yeah. okay. I'm kidding. Of course we are. I'm just I'm It's like
2: just, we're not. Is this a do- the horrible. Doctor episode? No. <laughs> it turned into Bash the Doctor.
0: <laughs> Finally.
1: No, I'm, I, I'm just saying, like, um, I think probably, or I'm guessing that it might be frustrating if you have someone asking you about stool softeners and all that stuff when when you're Mm -hmm. overwhelmed, you have so much on your plate, you are responsible also for life-threatening situations, and someone's bugging you over and over about a stool softener. That's probably why it's frustrating to them and they put it off. It's like I I understand that. But on our end also we get frustration, you know? Yeah. So anyway, but um, it's... Complicated
2: um, relationship, like it is complicated. Yeah, and I know. think it depends on the day they're having. What what else is going on in their life? What's going on at the hospital or the office or wherever
0: that day. Um, And it's weird because it's like they're not really your boss, but they're kind of your boss. In some situations, they're your boss. And they definitely think that they're your boss. (laughs) Yeah. It's like our relationship with MAs or CNAs. You're not their boss. You know, they have their own manager. It's probably the same manager that you have. But you're kind of directing the care and the work that they do, or you're at least overseeing it. You know, you're responsible Mm -hmm. for making sure that they do what they need to be doing for your patients. So I, I think... In the same way, it's like the doctors are directing the care, but they're not my boss, applesauce. (laughs) (laughs) So it's kind of a weird relationship that you have, you know? Yeah, You're not
1: the boss of me. And our job is to advocate for the patient. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if that means bugging the doctor and getting yelled at, that's what we just have to do. It's true. Even if it's something small. So, And it's something
2: you have to get over, because I remember that was really tough for me at first, Mm -hmm. because nobody likes to get yelled at or,
0: Mm -hmm. you know, feel like you're doing the wrong thing, but- I don't know. Or just ignored. There's this doctor that um, I worked with at at one point, and I would tell him something that was important. Like, for example, I had a patient with a blood sugar of almost 500. It was, you know, in the high 400s. And you have to tell the doctor if it's over 400. That was what the order said. You know, you you give them their sliding scale insulin and report it. And I tell him, and he goes, so what? (laughs) And he said it multiple times. So what? And I said, okay, well, I'm just telling you because of the order. So what? <laughs> All right, if that's how you feel about you know. it. But now I've done what I need to do. I'm just going to document, chart it, yes. told doctor. Do I chart that he said so what? No, because... That would be bad, right? But but you could (laughs) legally. I I just wrote no new orders received. You know, Um, right? So yeah, it's it's weird when um, you have doctors like that that don't really seem to take you seriously, and then I just end up avoiding them. You know what I mean? How you can like really be partners with someone and try and do the best thing for your patients, but if you know someone's not going to be receptive to it. i know i even try like when i see when certain doctors are on call
2: i'm like oh great you know or i'm like oh great like this doctor Mm -hmm. is gonna be super Mm -hmm. into this or or i know who's gonna want the advice you know if i have a recommendation they're just gonna go with it Mm -hmm. or other ones that are gonna fight everything i say or get complainy.
1: sarah's uh husband is here
0: oh oh Special delivery. Like, hey. okay. well, it's a man's walking up to That's the door. That's you take this thing. He baby. brought oh. me here tonight. Oh, oh. Hey, Ryan. Yeah. Um. Hey, honey. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast. You want to say hi?
1: He's like, no, <laughs> no,
2: thank you. Um, <laughs> and one thing I was talking to Sarah about was I felt like working with the doctors and an office setting compared to the hospital was very different and the doctors can be very different to you because they feel it's like more personal level and they, take you more seriously when you see them face to face in the office every day. Mm-hmm. But at the hospital, I don't know if it's just, they're so busy or crazy, but it's like, they or must there's so know many you.
0: of us, they can't possibly get to know
1: us all.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or they just, you know, it's like they're more stressed out or something in that right. setting.
1: I would imagine. I've definitely heard that about like, uh, some of our doctors that mm-hmm. some are like really scary in the hospital and nurses are like, <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, really? Oh, yeah. Because it's totally different when I'm working with them when nothing is an emergency for the most part everything is calm and they're working eight hours in our office it's kind of I would imagine totally different um, yeah side of the person that you're seeing yeah
0: that's one area where I feel like I've had really good experiences with doctors is in the office that um that you work in now Mm -hmm. um I learned so much there. That's one setting where I feel like doctors can really, they have a little bit more time to teach you stuff. And I learned so much. That's amazing. That's when I feel like things work well. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a few doctors at the hospital who will slow down and take an opportunity to teach you something. Like there was this nephrologist recently who, um, uh, his patient was on dialysis and they also had AFib and they didn't have anything ordered for anticoagulation. And I was trying to figure out, do you want this or that? You know, and he said, you know, there's been a study recently and it wasn't even recently. I can't remember when the study was. It might've been 10 years ago that shows that patients on dialysis actually don't have better outcomes if they take anticoagulants, regardless of what their Hmm. diagnosis is. Like if they've had, you know, AFib or, um, you know, other indications for like a I guess if you have a DVT, you have to take an anticoagulant. But anyway, for patients with AFib, they don't have better outcomes. If you're on dialysis and you're taking an anticoagulant, had no idea. Anyway, now that's something I know that I can pass along to other doctors if they're, you know, kind of on the fence about whether or not they should prescribe this because their patient's a high risk for bleeding, but they're Mm -hmm. also a high risk for clotting. So Mm. anyway, if they're on dialysis, don't do it. Is that
1: something people usually do? But never mind. I just, I just answered if they have AFib, but they're on dialysis, they don't need
0: anticoagulation. They, well, they, they do, but according to this nephrologist, they don't, like it doesn't actually benefit (laughs) them. Okay. (laughs) That's what the study said. So they do because of their diagnosis of AFib, but he was saying they don't have better outcomes. So Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, Mm. it is. I'd never heard that. I never had either. Um, But that's, you know, when I feel like. I love moments like that with a doctor when they can teach me something and it's made me think about how I interact with CNAs like um, rather than just asking them to do a certain thing, you know, giving a reason why and explaining, you know, anything that you tell tell them about the patient and their diagnosis, I feel like, they really want to know that stuff. You know, it's like, they're not in healthcare just for the money. Hmm. Um, you know, they are there to help people too. And if you t- give them more knowledge, it's empowering. And that's the same thing I feel about how doctors interact with us. Right. Teach me, teach yeah. me to fish. Yep. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to give you a whole bunch of fish.
1: I love teaching, <laughs> but I feel like sometimes when you're in those different, like doctor, nurse, MA, there's such resistance to, developing that good relationship. Like a lot of the medical assistants where I work just seem totally closed off, uninterested in us nurses, no questions, don't wanna learn, it's just about getting stuff done. And I really wish that was different. I wish, I would love to talk to them more about why things are done the way they are, what this means and that. And it's sad. I think it's. I think we'd have better patient care. I think there'd be more continuity between all the whole team. If we were happy and positive towards each other and could have those open conversations and they'd ask questions like, oh, why is that? Instead of like accusing, Mm
2: -hmm. you know, it'd be
1: like inquisitory and I want to learn. And
2: I know you can
1: learn from me. Like, I don't know what you, I'm not an MA. So teach each other instead of like, you're higher than me. And so we're going to not be happy Mm -hmm. I know or different, not higher, but you know,
2: yeah. I know it shouldn't be higher, but yeah, the same thing happens at the hospital with our CNAs and then we'll get float ones that aren't like used to our floor and there are certain things that that are very important like the CNAs are just some empty drains and catheters, urinary catheters and it's very important that they document that correctly so that way we know... You know, input and output is pretty important, Mm -hmm. you know, in a lot of areas of healthcare. Right. Like what, um, we need to know what what happened accurately.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a whole team and it should be better than it is. And just reality is it's not. (laughs) Yeah, you got to work together.
2: And with the doctors, they got to do that as well. Team approach. Many of the ones I work with do understand that, but yeah. Sometimes you get the... It's almost like the specialists. They're a little easier to work with, which is interesting. Hmm. I hmm. think. But it's the hospitalists or the people that are just overseeing the care temporarily aren't as involved. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Well, they're also great. Should we talk about some good things? <laughs> oh yeah. No, that's what I mean. Like a lot of the specialists have been super yeah. receptive and they some of them have personally call in and want to check on their patient. And they want to talk to the nurse taking care of them and like no mm-hmm. details. And, you know, it's, it's just nice because they ask like your opinions or what, what's going on with that patient. And you, it's your chance to be able to give that information and know that the doctor values it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. That feels really good when yeah. they're like, yeah, good and they job care about their patient. <laughs> I don't have any further input, yeah. you know, or something like that. And you're like, yay.
2: And it's so great because then it gives you the chance if something is going on that you can tell the doctor about it mm-hmm. and get answers that you need.
1: Mm hmm. That's really nice. And I do, I feel so fortunate because I work with really great doctors, really good open communication. And instead of being mean or something, if something was done wrong or, you know, I, let's say, made a suggestion, it wasn't right. They'll come and some of them educate me as to why that wasn't, but not in like a mean way. And I learned so much from that. and And I'm not afraid to, you know, make a suggestion, for example, because I know I'm not going to get... Reprimanded. Instead, I'm going to be educated in a in a nice way. Um, yep, it's really helpful, and you're you're more open to talking with each other. And anyway, so I I love doctors that are all about like educating and being part of a team dynamic. Yeah, that's Same what makes here. it worth it.
0: <laughs> the doctor that I'm friends with that we all know, um, I love how he'll go to great lengths to make sure that you you know get to experience something that um, you may not have ever. <laughs> yeah, you may not have ever had the chance to experience, and you may not ever in a long time. Like there was this patient um in the office that um had this really interesting third heart sound, you know, S1, S2, and S3. And how often does that come up? Like hardly ever. So he came out of the exam room into the nurse's office and got me to go in there just to hear it. And I heard it one other time again. And it was because I saw the same patient in the hospital when I was later working there. And I was like, oh my God, I know you. (laughs) Is such and such your doctor? And she said, yes. I was like, I've never heard a heart sound like this. And now I recognize you because of your weird heart sound. Like, (laughs) anyway, super cool. I love learning new things. Yeah. yeah Yeah. and I might not have known how to figure out where it was I mean you have to listen at certain points on the chest to find the different sounds you know and so anyway I know and it makes us better nurses when Mm -hmm. we have people teaching us obviously learning
1: more you're just better at thinking out of the box because we don't know that stuff we're not trained the same way so it's really uh good (laughs)
2: <laughs> we value it we thank the doctors that take the time to
1: teach yeah yep aw sorry I'm all Sarah's husband is holding Jen's baby and it's the cutest thing ever <laughs> <laughs>
2: sorry Aww. if he smells poopy
1: <laughs> He's so cute.
0: (laughs) His poop smells like rainbows. It's fine. (laughs) And his face looks like a little mini Tim Carbone right now of Railroad Earth. Oh, I was like, who's Such a boo.
2: Such a boo. He needs a nap.
1: I think I remember the S1, S2, S3 thing. Was that when we were
0: working together? It might have been. Okay. He did the same
1: thing for me, though,
2: with some patient.
1: See, isn't it
0: great? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When someone really tries to teach you. When he's like, come in here and hear this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Or come and see this weird, obscure thing. was
0: another doctor I worked with. This was back at an OBGYN office, which can you even believe I worked in an OBGYN office? No. But I freaking loved it. And this doctor was um old school. I mean he was an older guy and he totally had very strict boundaries. Like you couldn't pal around with him. But he really taught me a lot and let me do a lot of things that, you know, a brand new nurse probably wouldn't have gotten a chance to do. And I feel like I was, you know, ended up a better nurse for it. Like um It built my confidence and Mm -hmm. it built my assessment skills and my interactions with patients, Mm. the the level of comfort went up. So anyway, that was another really great, you know, relationship with a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be good to hear a doctor
1: side besides listening to a doctor podcast and having one on here, you know, and saying tell us your side what do you think of these things I
0: think I hear one crying right now he's uh, worried about all the things we said about him in the first (laughs) (laughs) one.
1: my (laughs) future doctor (laughs) that's funny no we definitely need to get some yeah, someone on here at some yeah. point. We'll find somebody. Yeah. You, you, you work in a hospital.
0: If there are any that you're close to. I'll try. <laughs> <laughs> like, Let's start with an NP or a PA. I know, I was thinking we'll about that. We'll work our way up the tree. I was yeah. actually going to ask my
2: OB if he would. Was oh, it, really? I wasn't sure, yeah. I was like, is that going to surpass our doctor? Patient. I mean, our patient. Yeah, I mean, he's not even like a doctor friend. He's he's a hurricane. My doctor. Is he still your OB? Yeah, it just, I just, I won't see him regularly anymore. Yeah. But, yep, he'll be there for the next one. Yeah. Oh. Aww. But yeah, I liked him a lot. He was like, he. even Jessup liked him. He was like, I want him to be our friend. <laughs> he but cool I'm like, I probably, probably can't ask him. Yeah. Just be our friend. But. Just send him a letter. It says, check the box. <laughs> yes, no. <laughs> I did give him a bottle of wine to thank him. Okay. For the birth. That's first step. Yeah. A
1: lot of patients Bribery. do, at least in our <laughs> office, <laughs> they give doctors like wine. I, I think, know, you they guess. get the best stuff. So. Yeah. A lot of alcohol like homemade stuff too that they make or like moonshine.
0: Moonshine. Oh, that's in Virginia.
2: I'd be like scared too um <laughs> Take something homemade from a patient? (laughs) Really? I mean, I have like food-wise, but Mm -hmm. moonshine. Oh no, I was just kidding about that. I know, but what if it was? Mm. Mm. I mean, or if they're like, look at my homemade anything bad? Or what if it was like arsenic or something?
1: (laughs) 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 I've never actually.
2: Because you know how some of the doctors have crazy patients. (laughs) That's Uh true. Yeah,
1: that's true. But if you knew it was like a patient you had a great relationship with. (laughs) Yeah. You
2: know. Oh no! I think <laughs> I, like I should
1: probably go Ryan. try to help Ryan. Yeah. Well. Well, <laughs> we're, we're gonna, gonna wrap it
0: end up. up <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, check us out on. Okay.